Welcome to My Heart Songs podcast number 181, Worth Cultivating Part 2, Curiosity. There's an interesting expression in Italian, a detto, basically a proverb. Alla fine del gioco il re e il pedone tornano nella stessa casella. At the end of the game, the king and the pawn go back in the same box. Like most proverbs, it offers a concentrated life lesson. There's no room for arrogance or ego regardless of one's position. After all, at the end of the day, we are all humans who are born, are living, and will someday die. We may be different than others, but holding ourselves as better, more enlightened, or entitled is a prescription for suffering. Curiosity killed the cat apparently originated in 1598 as care will kill the cat. First recorded in the English playwright Ben Jonson's play Every Man in His Humor, later appropriated by Shakespeare in Much Ado About Nothing, quote, What? Courage, man! What though care killed a cat, thou hast meddle enough in thee to kill care, close quote. The meaning is clearly different here. It is worry or sorrow that killed the cat rather than poking its meddling nose into other people's affairs. The message has morphed into a modern-day cautionary, don't be overly inquisitive about things which don't concern you, as it will only cause trouble. Not to belabor the phrase, but apparently somewhere along the way it evolved into curiosity killed the cat, but satisfaction brought it back, which to me is an admonition to not wander too far afield, but be satisfied and content with what is. Our appetite for information, knowledge, and understanding seems to be survival-based, as we share with the entire animal kingdom this quality of endlessly seeking particulars in order to navigate our environs. Several areas of the brain, including the substantia nigra, area of high dopamine production, the ventral tegmental area, hub of circuitry involved with reward, motivation, cognition, and aversion, and the hippocampus, deep in the temporal lobe memory and learning center, light up on a functional MRI when we get curious. In particular, the fornix, a C-shaped nerve fiber bundle which contains the major output fibers of the hippocampus, connects to areas of the brain involved in seeking and exploration. Activate your fornix. Imagine that C-bundle of brain fibers floating into the unknown. Neurophysiologically, the curiosity state seems to progress through a number of stages. First, we become sensitive to unpleasant conditions, since curiosity often initially involves discomfort. Something is lacking that we want to explain. Then learning and memory kick into high gear, so we are ready to explore for answers. Finally, the dopamine reward part of our brain floods our system with happy happy, so we want to be curious again. This craving and anticipating a cognitive reward helps to bypass our urge for security and create the willingness to take on the risks, stress, and thrills involved in exploring. Our innate novel-seeking curiosity behavior energizes the motivational drive for investigating unknowns and making new discoveries. This process of turning inspiration into ingenuity brought us from studying birds to the Bernoulli principle, which is the basis of airplane flight, from wondering about mold to the development of penicillin, from our long-standing interest in the heavens to the latest amazing pictures from NASA's Webb Telescope.
The James Webb Space Telescope, stationed a million miles away, is the most powerful and largest space observatory ever built, revealing nebulas, ancient galactic clusters, infant stars, and some of the 5,000 currently known exoplanets, each part of the mystery of the origins of the universe some 13-plus billion years ago. Using infrared capability, think night vision goggles, the new telescopic images will help to reveal where the universe was a mere 250 million years ago. Researchers distinguish between epistemic curiosity, a person's desire to acquire new information, facts, and ideas to bridge their knowledge gaps, an empathic or social curiosity, which is more a fascination with how other people think, feel, and act. Perceptual curiosity has also been delineated, wherein one maximizes the sensory info available. Perhaps the concept of Gardner's forms of multiple intelligence is useful here, and there really are an equivalent eight forms of specialized curiosity. How do we feel when we're curious? Annoyed? An itch we can't scratch, bugged, stressed, excited, fun to figure out an answer, energized to find out more, motivated to keep searching. Do you feed that informivore part of you that's hungry for new knowledge, experiences, and perceptions? What are you curious about at the moment? What stimulates for you that creative vortex of curiosity, drawing in all sorts of enhanced possibilities, expanding quickly to many divergent interests? My own natural motivation to learn something goes on steroids whenever I explore the path of personal development. I find it so interesting, this notion that a primary reason we are here is to evolve and what that looks like from infancy through old age. The three-year-old constantly asking why comes to mind as an example worth emulating throughout our developmental journey. All the best about Advice about aging in a healthy way includes keeping one's interests alive, to continue growing, and thus inherently exercising that curiosity muscle. As Einstein once said, I have no special talent. I am only passionately curious. Good company to keep and worth cultivating. Take the curiosity quiz by following the link with the program notes. You dig? Far out and groovy, as we used to say. Thanks, as always, for listening. And remember, friends and family can easily sign up at myheartsongs.org.